Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. This episode is all about the best music of April 2022. And as ever, my co-host on the other line is Andrea Cleary as my arms go up to greet you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, <laughs> Nile. My arms are too up. Yay. We hope you're joining in at home. Yeah. Hi. May the fourth be with you. Don't say that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. No. <laughs> Not a... St- not a Star no, Wars fan, no. No, the the it's it's the fourth of May, um, and it's a normal date like any other date. Um, I am a Star Wars fan, but that's where it ends. <laughs> that's where it ends. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot a lot of it today for some reason more than more than any other. Well, like days. from your neighbors. No, from people I know, and then on the internet, it was a lot of May the fourth. Just you know, in the world, I, I blame the Big Bang Theory here. for this. I know they probably yeah. didn't start it, but, you know, they probably did in, in a well, much realer sense, more theory, more cultural so. sense. I blame right. them. Um, well, yeah. I'm so ignorant they, to the Big Bang Theory yeah, in, good, good. in all you forms, sh- actually. You, sh- you should <laughs> ma- make sure to stay that way. Um, well, for, for those who celebrate, happy Star Wars Day. Um, and for us, happy Best of April Day. We are happy four days day. into May, but that's fine because we were... Um, we were recording a very important public service uh, last week, which was our review of the Fontaine's DC. Listen, album, the month so. wasn't done last week. It wasn't we done know. last week. We never know what could have happened. Well, and there is actually, the, well. I, I have a couple of um, releases on my list here that kind of just snuck in on like the 29th. So best for us yeah. to, to wait, I think. But yeah, I'm excited. There's There was good music released yeah. in April. There was, it was, there was lots of tracks and a good few albums that I was mm. interested in and have been going back to. So we're going to do a discussion about that. I'm going to share some music with you. And uh, these are episodes that we really enjoy doing. They're very much more casual than maybe some of our other episodes. Our last one was the Fontaine's DC um, review. And uh, so, you know, we got, no, we got some nice variation here, I think as well. So Andrea, would you like to kick us off with your first track? please yeah okay so yeah i've got i've got it all this month actually i've got tracks eps and albums so um my first choice is a track it's by alva reddy um she's back and it's called inhaling and it sounds like this 
I'm a big, big fan of Alva. She was my first gig back after um, the event. And um, I will say listeners to my side chick podcast, my favorite album, might want to keep their eye on their feeds over the next little while. If you too are a fan of Alva Reddy, mm. but I will say no more. Um, yeah, I think she's a brilliant melody writer. Like. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to. I want to be mysterious. <laughs> I don't know why. Is this marketing? I'm doing it. Um, yeah, I think she's she's always been really great with melodies and her lyrics always have that kind of like gut punch effect. Um, but I think here there's definitely maybe an evolution since she released Personal History, which first kind of introduced us to that style. Um, is it mature? I, I think she always wrote quite maturely, but now I guess she's writing from a period in life that is less transitional and a bit more over the line like how I, I i'm really curious with the with the upcoming album how will she write about being kind of post coming of age you know or does such a thing exist uh, does such a kind of narrative exist but um either way i think this is a really bright and lovely tune that um signals great things for for the album to come she's a very she's a very reliable artist alva i think I, she hasn't kind of released a song i haven't liked and i think this is a really mm. good return from her yeah yeah i love this i love the baseline in this mm. um i love it the way it kind of follows on a bit from personal history because it has yeah. you know it's kind of talking about living as a as someone and looking back on you know your your own like the last few years and kind of i love that i was inhaling i was i was living six rolls from the back kicking and screaming mm-hmm. and i like the i'm not quite 100 sure what that means you know i'm like is it six rolls from the back is that like what do you think that means because that could be either i'm not living my full potential mm. or it could mean that's just where i like to be <laughs> yeah not in the front yeah and you know that 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 kind of points to maybe the the shift I mean um whereas I I think a lot of her lyrics in personal history were very upfront and were very clear what it was that she was writing about whether it was a relationship or her mental health or what whatever the topic was it was very clear where whereas here where it things are a little bit murkier things are a little bit less obvious a little bit less clear and I like that as as a bit of a direction shift it's not as if she's gone completely opaque on us but there's kind of there's questions and there's a bit more interpretation in this that Mm. I really like yeah I'm I'm not I'm not sure what I what I make of that I pictured like my first thought that was in my head was sitting like six rows back in a cinema which is definitely Mm, not what she meant but that's just the little image I I had in my mind I mean, yeah. Well, but kicking and screaming is it kind of yeah. I just think it's nice. We'll have to well, yeah, her. kicking and screaming because I'm forced to watch a Marvel film, um. So that's my <laughs> my, my take on that. 
We, Get in touch, Alva, to, to confirm or we deny that. We won't force you to watch a Marvel film. It's okay. Thank you. It's all right. <laughs> sorry, I'm really, really hating on like nerd culture today, aren't I? I'm sorry, guys. I, yeah, I, used, well, to, I used to have a Doctor Who blog, so I'm one of you. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, okay. what's your next choice, Niall? Or what's, what's your first choice? Well, my first song is from King Push from the album It's Almost Dry, which came out last week. Uh, I love an inspired choice of a sample, and I think we should do an episode on samples some at some point soon because uh, it's been have a we long not time before? Uh, no, I don't think oh, so. Wow. I could do I could do a whole series on on favorite samples. To be yeah, honest. I think uh, maybe did a, in, I did a in, in, our, in our disco episode or our yacht rock episode, like in 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 the different kind of genre episodes, we might have. But I don't think we've ever actually yeah. done an episode just well. On PA pre pre. Uh, or BA before Andrea uh, uh, in a different podcast with uh, loose joints with uh, Sally. I did we did a live podcast from the Science Gallery uh, where we uh, had a few guests. Uh, Jennifer Gannon, I think, was one. Uh, Keen, the expert, and we talked about uh, some famous samples as well. And there was some oh, great cool. stuff on that actually. Uh, so I'd love to do that again. And uh, but this is Pusha T. The sample is Colonel Bagshot's Six Day War, and I think it works really well on this. You might remember this song as well if you've heard it uh, from a DJ Shadow song called Six Days as well. So this is Just So You Remember from Pusha T. Tennis chains to hide all my blemishes. My joker smile, you know who the villain is. Just so you remember who you're dealing with. Look outside, the landscape ridiculous. Motion lights around it meticulous. Architectural digest my premises. She just spent a million on the finishes. Millionaires were made out of middlemen. That hole in the attic was not for a ceiling fan. Army Celine, the wardrobe is militant. An army for when I talk pyramids Just so you remember who you dealing with The purest snow, we selling white privilege Designer drugs will turn niggas limitless Designer clothes, these hoes losing innocence The book of blow, just know I'm the genesis you come out to the light Can your eyes behold the sight It's only Monday That is Pusha T, just so you remember from It's Almost Dry, which only came out uh, last Friday. Um, have you had a chance to listen to that at all, Andrea? No, I haven't. No. It's, on, it's we, been on my list. Um, was it I last think Friday I'm, or the Friday before? We focused yeah. on Fontaine's instead, so didn't give you enough time to listen to Pusha. But yeah, a no. A good Pusha it, album. It sort of passed me by on the day, and then I just have been putting it putting it off. I don't know why I've been putting it off. Because I, I, I think it's because I know everybody's saying that's brilliant and I want to give it the time. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I like the sound of it from here anyway. How did how did you get on with it? Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't think it's the strongest album. It's half uh, Yay Productions and half Pharrell Productions. And that kind of uh, duality is really nice as well. Mm. I mean, like <laughs> he's an he's some he's some man for continuously mining the same uh, cocaine um daydream <laughs> and like you know, that's what he does the whole time he like still finding new metaphors for for coke so uh <laughs> it's an interesting one yeah i think there's a slight bit more um a bit more openness maybe but not not really that much it's it's pretty okay. much a push the album and uh you know that's all you kind of really want from him, to be honest but i think that sample is great i think uh yeah he produced yeah that I, I, as well, I like so. the sound of that so 
but we're checking out. Yeah, uh, Pusha cool. T's album. Um, it's almost dry. Cool. Okay, my next uh, choice is an album. Um, it's by Letty Grandma. The album is called Two Ribbons, and this song is called Happy New Year. So great, you get to tell me about an album I haven't heard yet properly. This is Two Ribbons from Let's Gra- Eat Grandma. Let's Eat Grandma, yeah. So this is the third album from the Norwich pop duo uh, made up of Rosa Walton and Jenny Hollingworth. Um, they released their debut studio album, I, Gemini, in 2016. And then their second studio album, I'm All Ears, in 2018. Um I think that this is this is a really cohesive album. It's kind of pure pop. Uh, there was some, there's something a little bit even Charlie XCX about the song we just played there, uh, "Happy New Year." It's these kind of big, bright synths, these very clean, crisp vocals. Across the yeah. record, there's there's strings. There's a couple of like acoustic ballads, but overall, it's kind of it's a lot of hooky earworms, very tender and just like a lot of heart in it. Um, a little bit of backstory about it is just before the band went on tour, or the pair of them went on tour in 2019. So before the uh, pandemic, um, Jenny Hollingworth's boyfriend um, died of bone cancer. He was just 22. And there's a couple of songs that kind of circle that topic within the kind of the wider topic of the subject of growing up and their you know how how they've worked together how they've grown up together they've been making music since they were 16 um so it's really it's it's kind of a a, a coming of age story as 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 we were kind of talking about with Alva uh from the perspective of two people who began their careers together as teenagers who are now women and have been through you know grief and world tours and success and failures and kind of everything else that comes along with you know exiting adolescence in that way it, it kind of reminds me a bit of a kind of a Tegan and Sarah thing. Um, and they, they actually, um, these two used to kind of present themselves as twins. Like they used to wear their hair the same way and dress alike and kind of pretend to be twins in that like very best friend kind of way. Um, but the Tegan and Sarah thing for me, it's, it's both, both of them write songs on the album that often kind of come one after another. And I think it was pointed out in either the Pitchfork or the Guardian 
um review of it that it's as though the 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 two women are in conversation with each other which I really like I think that's a that's a really nice touch um but I think it's full of kind of genuinely great songs um and I'm grateful that I gave the album a listen when it came out because I wasn't as mad about their 2018 album and I I think it could have been very easy for me that day to be like oh I didn't really like their last album I probably won't like this one but let this be a lesson just because you didn't like the last album doesn't mean you're not going to like this one um uh, across all all genres and, and and artists so always give it a go um but it is it's enjoyable it's sometimes quite moving sometimes quite sad but the songwriting is very intelligent and very very hooky and earwormy and I, I i would recommend definitely giving it a listen great i was surprised now to hear what i've heard this so far is it's been very poppy much mm. more uh direct than i had remembered but i guess they were kind of heading in that direction and like you said you know they used to present themselves as twins and um i still sometimes think they are until i see their names and i'm like oh yeah, yeah they're not. um but that's an interesting backstory. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I hadn't seen that anywhere else before. So mm. I must give that a go. So yeah, it's good. I think. I think you'll like it. You'll. I. I think. I think you'll enjoy it. Um. For for the kind of big bright sounds. Uh. The album's called Two Ribbons. Um. Which might indicate that the pair of them are, you know, growing apart, or that they're, or not, not in a bad way, but like they're now kind of presenting themselves as being separate people and songwriters while still working together with within the yeah. project as as these kind of these this like this duo as opposed to like we're twins um but it is it's really it's a really really nice album to throw on in the car especially if it's a sunny day or you know it's it's lovely and bright yeah okay great um well my next choice is another similar um you could say that about this album it's from a limerick artist called martian subculture I'm going to play a bit of a track uh, from the album Bank Prologue. This is called Anytime. So the album is called Bank Prologue. The artist is called Martian Subculture. He's a Limerick City artist um, who quietly released one of the, this record uh, in the last month or so. Um, I picked it up, just happened to 
uh, have a listen to it when they sent me the, the label is actually a New York City label called 2020, 2020, <laughs> 2220. That's what it's called. Um, and uh, Bang Pro features 10 tracks. And as you can hear there, there's a bit of a chill wavy kind of lo-fi psych rap uh, vibe on this. He's got, he did a track for track for me. Uh, for the album on the website and in doing so mentions names like i mean to me there's some definitely kind of that lo-fi psych rock unknown model orchestra stuff going on but there's also there are references to tyler um tame impala we've got mf doom lee scratch perry uh french house mad lib uh jay dilla are all mentioned in this track by track so um, and it seems that some of these songs, I don't know how old he is, but he talks about recording some of the songs on the album when he was 15, um, like when he was a teenager. So like, I don't know how long it's been exactly how, how old he is, but it seems like these, some of these songs have been around for a while. It's certainly in his domain. And that's an interesting thing. And I thought it was uh, an interesting thing to, to read about. And apparently has played live a few times. I've, I was not familiar before. So yeah, just one of those independently New York, like independent label, Limerick artist, um, Martian subculture. The album comes with a little kind of disclaimer or like explanation that says, ultimately the album is an experience of a city on an alien planet, which to the potential listener highlights my experience of feeling alien on our own planet as a human artist or being. So you can check that out on, I think it's on Bandcamp. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. Martian Subculture, Bank Prologue is the name of the album. MartianSubculture.Bandcamp.com. And the track by track you can find on Nine.com, of course. So that is yeah, I thought an it'd be nice to include of, something like this. That's an example of an artist name and an album name that I like. Both of them. I like Martian Very Subculture good. as an artist name. I think that's cool. <laughs> Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I nice. will check that out. Um, okay, my next choice, uh, staying in Ireland, um, my next choice is a song called Purgatory, or Purgatory, if you're from where I grew up, um, and it's by Soak, and it sounds like this. Nothing scares me like my irrelevance, I swear, forever silence with nonsense from tomorrow on I'm gonna be. No more saying things for the hell of it. You know, I, I get carried away with things. I just wanted you to find me interesting. Days have lynched me. Another year flees the scene. I won't shake hands with the end, but it's breathing down. I love a little spicy chord in the chorus and I think that that's what uh, 
Friday Mons Watson has delivered here. Yeah, again, big Soak fan. Um, have had the pleasure of listening to the upcoming album, If I Never Know You Like This Again, uh, which is out this month on the 20th of May. And I think it's really great. Um, I will keep the full review of the album for the end of this month. Um, but I think it's their best so far, actually. Uh, this song, Purgatory, I really like. Uh, it's told from the point of view of a person on their deathbed, worrying that they didn't do enough with their time on Earth. And it has some really, really nice little lines. My birthday wasn't happy. It was bittersweet. When I lit the ca- the caterpillar, I wanted to scream. And there's kind of this sense of like playfulness and fun and these witty one-liners ca- kind of, come through throughout the album like there's a real sense of playfulness and joy across this record that I really really like um, and you can tell that Bridie and their mm. band had a really great time kind of making this record and these songs were written during lockdown as well but it definitely does not sound like a lockdown album it's really bright really fun kind of leaning more into like a, a, away from the early career stuff of you know singer songwriter guitar stuff and definitely sounding like a band um, and maybe a bit like slacker rock, a bit of that kind of more old school indie. Yeah, it's it's really great. I, lo- I love yeah. this song and I think the album's great. Cited more kind of 90s stuff, didn't they? Uh, mm. The Broken Social Scene, I think, were mentioned as well. Um, yeah, yeah, the Pavement social, as well. Broken Social Scene. The, the, the Pavement. The pavement. Yeah, so, <laughs> the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's oh, def- yeah. definitely li- listen to it when it's out on, on the 20th because I think it's it's a great album. Yeah. Great. So, 20th of May, that's when it's out. 20th Brilliant. of May, yeah. Lovely, lovely. That's soak with purgatory or purgatory, whatever you say. I don't purgatory. Really know which one I say. Purgatory. That's what I don't purgatory. know. I'd, purgatory. Well, they they got rid of that anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> that's that's been assigned to uh to the cupboard, the dusty cupboard of, of yeah. religion. Yes. Um well, what are we gonna pick next? Okay, so to set up our next track. Um, I'm going to play a song, which is the sample, because I love samples, as I said. Okay. Um, so I'm going to first play this song from China, which is a song from 2015 that I featured on the site. They're a da- they were a Danish pop band, uh, alt pop band, right? So I'm going to play this briefly so you can uh, listen to this. it's where I want to be. Please don't let me sleep on all my stolen dreams The winter's baby wanted more oh, You can walk away from me I'm thinking about your childhood gift oh, You can walk away from me The winter's baby wanted more oh, You can walk away from me Okay, so you may remember that song from, I don't know, seven years ago or something. So yeah, seven years ago, 2015. Um, So sometimes I troll through Spotify playlists or artist playlists and Spotify have done this thing where they officially have asked loads of DJs and producers um, to participate to their track ID playlists. So essentially they're like, here's my current favorite tracks or like, uh, chart songs that they like, um, that kind of stuff. 
So I went through a bunch of them there about two weeks ago and look, listening to the Jamie XX one um, and Daphne one. And I heard this song on it and I was like, what the hell is this? Um, so it's a track from a London duo called Two Shell and uh, it uses that sample and it sounds like this. So yeah, that is Two Shell, track is called Home, uh, samples that China Away From Me song. Just uh, a kind of a funny, like kind of fizzy, high tempo, breakbeat kind of bass track. Uh, apparently originally released uh, at the end of last year um, uh, as a kind of a bootleg thing. And I think officially it got a, a release on vinyl uh, earlier this year or, or maybe... Yeah, it came out digitally, I think, earlier this year properly. So, uh, But I didn't hear it till uh, just when I was doing some trawling. So I really like that. I don't know what uh, what context I would be able to slam that into a DJ set, but um, <laughs> it's it's high, very high BPM. I think it's like 140 or 150 even. It could be even... Uh, so that's quite hard to just slam in the middle of a set. But like, I, I'm, I'm hoping I get a chance hard to Hard to dance to, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, there, it's almost like a break. It's like a the opposite of a slow set. <laughs> will there ever be a it's boy too fast born who to. can dance as quickly as this? Um. <laughs> you just need some Leroy Prodigy dancing. That's what you need. Oh yeah, you know? I suppose yeah, it has it has been done. Yeah, um, cool. Okay, so so what w- what is the Jamie X uh, uh, Jamie X the Jamie X um, uh, where where does he come into that song? Um, so, so he he featured us on a Spotify playlist, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, so he he didn't produce our work on it. No, 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 no. He just gotcha. he just seemed to be playing it, okay. and he included, it, and that's why I heard it because I hadn't. You know, I mean, obviously, while things have got back to normal, and I haven't been to as many club nights as you know, you don't go to club nights every week. So, you know, I haven't heard this anywhere, and, no, and I, I was like, oh, then then it was on two of these track ID playlists and that was kind of interesting. It was okay. like, Oh, two people who uh, I would keep an eye on in terms of their tunes and play tunes are playing this. So I just kind of liked it. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of like that Overmono stuff, which is very like garagey bass, big gargantuan mm. tune. This is, and it also crosses over into a bit of that hyper pop 
And then some of the other stuff that we were talking about recently with like Pink Panther S and like Peary and Tommy, that kind of like nostalgic retro drum and bass pop stuff that's happening mm. as well. So this is sort of in the middle between all of that. And I thought it was interesting. So cool. uh, yeah, a, a late discovery for me, but hopefully uh, something that you'll find interesting. Cool. Um, my next choice is something that you sent to me, Niall. Um because I didn't know that it existed. And you said, this is right up your street. And it was. Um, it's by Faye Webster. The EP is called Car Therapy Sessions. And this track is called Car Therapy. This is her second EP, and she has also released four albums, uh, including I Know I'm Funny Haha from 2019, which I was a fan of. Um, uh, here, over five tracks, she she revisits some previously recorded material from I Know I'm Funny Haha and from her album Atlanta Millionaires Club with a 24-piece orchestra led by Trey Pollard um, and that was recorded at Space Bomb Studios. So it's just five tracks. It passes by pretty quickly but there are some very beautiful moments especially in, in, in the music and in the, in the arrangements here um, and I think her soft vocals allow for it like they kind of give way for that like larger musical picture I, I I like the idea of revisiting those other songs in this way it's kind of like the opposite of doing an acoustic version of a big song that you have um is taking something that's much more stripped back and and uh you know beefing it up a bit with with this orchestra um if you didn't like how that sounded you won't like the EP if you liked how it sounded you'll like the EP it's it's one of those things it does it does kind of all blend into one but it kind of gets away with it because it's it's 25 minutes long so i think over a longer um if it was a longer project it was if it was 10 11 or 12 songs it might get a little bit samey a little bit um I, I i don't know if she's fully cracked the kind of the power that she has with that full orchestra i think that song is probably the best example of making full use of it um on on the ep um i'd be interested to see if she does continue to use even court like string quartets or more brass or 
more orchestral arrangements in her music going forward, like maybe like Way's Blood or even like the well, the extreme example would be like the the latest Father John Misty album. But we have been seeing a, a bit more kind of orchestra within um within the kind of indie music space, which I think works really well. So yeah, I think it's it's well orchestras are back folks orchestras are back orchestras are cool again finally um but yeah either way this is a very pleasant way to spend 25 minutes i think um oh orchestras are always cool yeah i think it works it works really well uh i think the 25 minute length is really perfect i think Uh, it is too yeah a short sitcom or comedy uh (laughs) so the big bang theory Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) do this instead say something else (laughs) <laughs> 30 rock or you know something else um the office probably no that's sure. probably longer whoever whatever anyway uh very good i i what i love about this is that it really does uh, elevate her voice and shows what a kind of a lovely tone it has because mm. i listen to this uh as part of my friday like release radar and that's the first thing that took me in. not just the like the strings are lovely on it obviously mm. but it was her voice that actually anchored it i was like that is i was like who is that yeah and then i was like i know that voice and i thought it was she has a very unique voice a very individual yeah, there's, voice. So, there's something nearly um, i think it works like, really well babyish sometimes with it which i think what yeah. like is something that would usually annoy me actually <laughs> i don't usually go in for that kind of very soft babyishy voice i don't i don't and i really don't mean babyish in, in a bad way or a derogatory way but there's it's a kind of like a there's an innocence or like a childlike tone to the way that she delivers some of the lyrics that i think gives across a real sense of vulnerability especially when she's kind of opened these songs in this way um where the music sounds a lot grander and her voice is kind of you know anchoring it or allowing for that to kind of allowing all the flourishes to happen orchestrally as opposed to her coming in with this big voice and trying to like fight with the orchestra for attention, you know? Yeah. I think it works really well. Yeah. Great. Um, it's definitely a nice recontextualization of her work as well. Her previous yeah. Work, so. Yeah. Into this, and and I, I would Webster. recommend returning to, I know I'm funny. Haha. Cause that was, that was a really good album. I really liked it. I love the title. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the car therapy sessions from Faye Webster. My next choice is from David Kitt, aka New Jackson, and a collaboration that he has on the Spanish label Permanent Vacation. A it's a collaboration with a Icelandic artist called Mr. Silla, who I believe they met on the Aran Islands, perhaps that drop everything. Mr. Silla is a uh Oh yeah, Icelandic artist. I think a female Icelandic artist. So here we go. This is a track called Reach For Me. Uh, There's two tracks from this. uh, And this is the one that stood out to me. I really like it. It's called uh, Reach For Me from New Jackson and Mr. Stilla.
Just when I go to take a picture, she fucks off. Oh, well, we have we have the video, I think. Oh, so, we have the video. Uh, that was perfect. That was uh, that cat <laughs> meme, that nodding head cat meme. You were just making it happen in real oh, life. Oh, I love that cat. cat. <laughs> love that little guy. Loved it. Uh, really suited the song as well. That was Reach yeah. for Me. New Jackson and Mr. Silla, the Icelandic artist and an Irish artist, collaborating on a Spanish label. And that is on Bandcamp as well. So you can check that out. Um, okay, I want to hear what your next album is. My next album is by... Girlpool. Sorry, just getting my notes. <laughs> it's a shot in the dark, guys. Yeah, Girlpool. Uh, the album is called Forgiveness, and this song is called Nothing Gives Me Pleasure. It sounds like this. Nothing gives me pleasure. Um, another duo. Uh, there's there's a lot of kind of crossing over uh, with the artists that I have chosen today. Uh, this time it's an indie band from Los Angeles with members Avery Tucker and Harmony Tividad. Um, Forgiveness is the band's fourth record, first since 2019, I believe. Um, and it's also the second album since Avery Tucker's transition. Um, and uh, he now sings in obviously a much deeper register, so it adds um, a new dynamic to the latter two albums in their discography. Um, I will say, right, I don't love everything on this record, but what I do love, I really, really love. I love that song. That's the first track, I think, on on the record. Uh, Nothing gives me pleasure. It's just so harmonically pretty. The vocal melody is gorgeous. It's it's funny. It's sort of yeah. It's just. It that like those first two lines really made me laugh the first time I heard it, but then it it kind of goes into this like really quite vulnerable space, um, and it's just really really pretty to listen to. It's really well produced, um, clean as a whistle, um, and I think it's a great pop song. Um, Butterfly Bullet Holes is another really pretty synth synth ballad, and uh, Love Three 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 is the closer of the record that I'd also recommend. Um, again, very vulnerable. The two artists kind of performing a duet. It's really nice. It's a, it's a lovely way to kind of finish off the album. Um, but then elsewhere, there's kind of this hyper pop sound. There's more industrial sounds. You, you heard a bit of it in, in the opening to that. It's kind of a false start. You think it's going to go into this kind of big, mad, like hyper pop thing, but it actually doesn't. It goes into this kind of synth ballad um but i think they sound best when they kind of marry together those really bright pop sounds with a sense of vulnerability um but while i don't love everything on this album i think that there is a lot to love on it if you if you're more if your ear is more tuned to kind of hyper pop and stuff which mine 
isn't yet. I'm still working on Hyperpop. Um, yeah, I wouldn't listening. be the biggest Hyperpop fan now. That band yeah. that everyone talks about as the uh, vanguards of this kind of sound in terms of live stuff in American is 100 Gex. And I just, mm. I find it fairly annoying, to be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I really liked when Gaga did it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elements of it could be okay, but I think a lot of it can be quite annoying. Um, mm. I mean, this is a band that's gone through a lot of uh, changes, haven't they? Like when they yeah. started, they were a duo who didn't have a drummer, who their appeal was that they were making kind of like indie rock, kind of double harmonic vocals that's kind of reminded me of the Breeders. Um, yeah. They met at LA in the the club, the famous club, The Smell, where Health and, and No Age and bands like that were uh, made their, applied their trade. Uh, Before the World Was Big was the album that I think uh, came out in 2015. Mm. And yes, yeah, so they've really, like, in many ways, been through a lot of very different. Yeah. yeah. And now I, th- yeah. I, I think they're, they're going for a more maybe more towards like beach house in terms of the, the indie space that they inhabit um, with how they've evolved with synths and, and the, the kinds of vocal tones used yeah. in, in their um, music. But I, I, I don't know if the balance is quite struck on this record for me. Um, but I think it's again, well worth a listen. Um, and there's a, like there, there are a couple of songs that are just so beautiful. Like that, that, that one that we played there, um, nothing gives me pleasure. I just think it's so pretty. It's such a beautiful song. Um, and it opens up the kind of the world of the album very well. So I would definitely recommend listening to yeah. the new girl pull record. Yeah. It's called forgiveness. And I think actually I've cheated and I think it actually came out in May but don't come at me oh oh look it's fine <laughs> it's fine yeah like you know sorry guys as long as we do um, it once a month it doesn't really matter we yeah we, we're not gonna we're not i'm not standing there with a with a stick measuring uh the the month and making sure that all the albums okay. fit in um Good. it's fine like i Good. you can well, be old like music to, if you want it can be new music just if like you want. to apologize whatever music the major um no, but yeah. listen, it's out though. It's out. If if you're recommending an album that wasn't out yet, I'd be a bit like, mm, yeah, mm, which I've cool. done in the past, but um, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I, is that my last one? Um, you got a song left, but I have no, an album no, I have for a song you. left. Okay, uh, give me an album. Yeah. So my album, my second album, is from the uh, Brooklyn rapper Billy Woods. Um, so the album's called Ethiopes, and I wasn't really familiar with Billy Woods. I mean, I've heard the name over the years, and I have to credit uh, our friend Dean Van Wyn as the person who got me into this. I actually met him at the book launch of this woman's work, the book from Sinead Gleason and Kim Gordon. Um, so I went to the book launch and I asked. So I was just like, a question I hadn't had a chance to ask somebody like him for a long, long time. So what are you listening to? And he said, mm. uh, the Billy Woods album is amazing. And I was like, okay, great. I'll go listen to it. Sorry, now my cat has something Dean... to say to you. Yeah. Can you hear her? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. She likes what you're Purring, saying. Are we? Very good. Apologies. You like Billy Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it. Um, so yeah Dean told me to check this out he had actually reviewed it for Pitchfork as well so you can read his review of the Billy Woods album Ethiopes um, so what? who is Billy Woods uh, well this album Ethiopes 
don't know how many albums he has, but he's a part of the Backwoods Studios. Um, anyone like a lot of New York rap associated with Vordul Mega of Cannibal Ox. People who know me well enough would know I would be a fan of Cannibal Ox and that kind of dirty, gritty, um, turn of the century uh, rap music from New York. Uh, so this album was produced by DJ Preservation. I'll be honest, I haven't got fully into the lyrics of this yet, but I know plenty of people have. In terms of the music, it's quite, it's a dank, it uses dank and dour as a superpower instead of like last week we talked about the Fontaines being quite dour in general but this is a this is a superpower of this album it, it really suits this uh vibe it's got kind of a smeared magic it does remind me a little bit of the cannibal ox albums as well it's got that grit to it there are samples from ethiopian jazz and miller eastern music and the samples are kind of a bit lopsided they're not like perfectly um regulated uh in time and uh, I think that's why they work so well. They have a bit of a wonkiness to it and okay, maybe not fully to the grid, which I really like. Mm. Um, LP is on this. Uh, Mike Ladd is on it. Boldy James and Despot. It's doom and gloom of the best kind. I think Billy Woods is uh, he's a really interesting lyricist. I haven't gone deep into it yet. Let me play a song so, uh, and then I'll come back to it. This is uh, Heavy Water. A track with LP and Breeze Boot Brew. Native is the way to see our people as if through a people that the evil stay trying to keep close. Shit is all but regardless, the gods is given cheat codes. Not the cheating on some people's. That's the fuck the fame with a lust for shame. Not adjust the game, Devo's. Nick a time, kick a rob, tell them we know. Yelling why y'all trying to trick the hood, whip them good, Devo. Multiverse Benzino, roll back on a black Pegasus. Medusa's head in his sack, Senegalese twist, snaking out the bag. I come bearing gifts, rat fleas, came back, black exorcist. Clarence 13. Ex had the white girl sick, shimmy down the steps with the wink. You could be an experiment, gain a function in the kitchen sink. The stage plot was 108 mics, two centrifuges, a hepatophilic glove box, brand new offline computers. Simulation rebooters, new version of Gunner for Light, the voice useless. We saw a stab in the back, he two brooders, brutalist blue boys moving, they shooting. Nothing new, Google Chrome is confusing. Welcome home to the truth, big crime proof, it's a ruse. You will feed her what I use, throw the deuce. Come and hang with the gang, all time slang on a crew, saying fella yeah. with a crew. Fucking you, my fight different, tight twisted, begging a nemesis and flight gripping. Might flip and pegging a Pegasus, I'm a fiend. Addiction is diction. That track is called Heavy Water from Ethiopes, and yeah, kind of a pass to mic situation there in the way that. Kind of recalls some of the LP stuff of of old when mm. he was producing with the Cannibal record Ox scratching and as doing well. Stuff. Yeah, and I really like, I think That's the production cool. is really uh, smart on this as well. Um, BillyWoods.bandcamp.com is where you can get it. Um, there is a review as well. This guy, I'm starting to get into a bit more YouTube world these days, and uh, <gasps> welcome. I was I left <laughs> on this guy called Professor Sky's record review. Okay. And he's like a professor, an American professor who reviews albums, and sometimes they go Is he an hour like long. a musicology professor, or I no, he's like a French professor. He just likes oh, okay. But he he talks about this uh, like his album review for this is called Billy Woods and the Harvest of Generational Trauma. So he goes quite deep into the lyrics in this as well, which is worth a watch. Uh, he also reviewed the Fontaines album last week, and I have to say. Oh, see the guy. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Some of his pronunciations. Because I shared this on the Discord as well last week. I was like, 
Skintifia. I was like, oh my God, please stop talking. Um, and and he also basically said, oh, you know, he he was getting real conf- geographically confused between Britain and Ireland. I was like, oh my God, this is me. And he, but he was aware of it. He was like, I know I'm probably pissing you guys off, but to me, they're the same accent. They sound the same. I was like, oh. Um, anyway, the Billy Woods and the Harvest of Generational Trauma uh, from Professor Sky's record review, he does talk a lot about. Like, Sorry, if you're a professor, like you can learn the difference the- between. Britain, Ireland, the UK, the British, like, it's not that much information. Yeah, it was just in, the like. accent, but it was an American ignorance. That's what it was, an American ignorance. Mm. So uh, it, 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 he, he took me down, it took me down a bit, uh, his estimation a bit uh, uh, for me. But anyway, uh, Billy Woods, great. Um, the album's called Ethiopes. Uh, it's A-E-T-O-P-S, uh, so like the Ethiope. Do you remember Ethiopeaks, the kind of uh, compilations from... Oh God, it would have been like uh, 20 years ago now. There was a lot of compilations of Ethiopian jazz stuff that was very popular at the time. No, I was only a baby. There was a Bill Murray film, (laughs) which was called Broken Flowers, I think, that used a lot of of the Ethiopian jazz music, I think. What year was that? That was 2005, so around that time. So Bill Murray and Tilda Swinton and Judy Delphi and Sharon Stone are in that. So there you go. Uh, A French-American comedy drama uh, from directed by Jim Jarmusch. I don't remember much about the film, to be honest, but I do remember at the time a lot of people were talking about and I was listening to some of the music from it because it was all Ethiopian jazz. Malatu Astaki, so he's, he's he does the main score. So, yeah, interesting. Anyway, that's a, that's a side note. Um, Billy Woods and Ethiopes, that's the album. Sweet. Uh, okay, my final choice is a song. Uh, it's by... Soccer Mummy, who I'm sure most people are familiar with, even just from me going on about her. Um, it's from an album. Isn't that what we do as uh, as music writers and critics? We go yeah, on we about do. things. We do. We do go on a bit. Um, on it's from an as yet um, untitled or not yet given me information about um, album. Uh, it's called Shotgun. It's by Soccer Mummy and it sounds like this. I turned it down just as a guitar was coming in there but that sounds Kyle. nice i had actually only heard the song once before and it's fairly it's an earworm isn't it it is yeah definitely i just you know that sound she does that woozy 90s alt rock thing so well um especially on her 2020 album uh color theory which i love love loved really loved it um it's that kind of like a bit rough around the edges that she's really good at. Like mm. she's she's great at making her music sound a bit older than it actually is through playing with like different guitar tones and levels. And she kind of gives off this kind of distant nostalgic tone without it being like 
distracting or too overdone or overplayed. Um, yeah. I think it helps that she was like a bedroom pop artist first. So it's great to hear that kind of lo-fi aspect of her sound remain even when she's now like moving into bigger studios, having, you know, greater access to different equipment and um, learning about what that is. Um, I dream of a Soccer Mommy, Alvaretti and Sorka Richardson super group um, a la Phoebe <laughs> Bridgers, Lucy Dacus and the other artist. Uh, who Julie was- Baker. And Julian Baker. Um, I just think the three of them would sound really good together and they should make an EP. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I really like this. I like how I I, I really like the bass at the start that it sounds like it's going to be quite a drudgy song, but it's not. Um, It really opens up in the chorus um, and gets really bright and really, uh, you know, playful in those guitars. I love her guitar melodies. I love her guitar tones. I think she just she's a really intelligent guitarist. She doesn't. Like she, she'll have like loads of different melodies in a song, but they never like compete with each other or anything. It's just kind of this, I don't know, just good. She's just really good. I really like her. Um, so yeah, that's Soccer Mommy. I'm glad you picked uh, this shotgun. one because I hadn't gone back to it. So mm. really appreciate you bringing this back. Cause it was yeah, she has another that, song but... out at the moment as well uh, called Unho- Unholy Affliction. Um which I only gave one spin, so I can't speak to. Um, but she's got two out and obviously gearing up to release an album later in the year. So keep an eye. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, my final track and our final track on this April 2022 episode is a band, actually, I, f- I think I picked them last month or the month before. Um, but the reason I'm picking it, uh, the band Robocobra Quartet from Belfast, the jazz punk band, they had a lovely song called Heaven, which I really enjoyed. This is a very different vibe for me. Uh, but one of the reasons why is because I love the story of this song. I love where they, uh, Chris Ryan, the uh, songwriter and producer, uh, and there's a vocalist here um, on this, uh, of this band, um, took the, uh, de- the actual lyrics from a newspaper article, which details the daily uh, routines of influencers. So I'm going to play a bit first, and then we come back and, and explain a bit more, because I have some of the article to read out to you. Make bulletproof coffee after 
I've had my coffee, I filled out a spreadsheet on my computer with how well I've slept and my urine pH. 9am. When I arrive at the office, I fist bump every... <laughs> so that is Wellness by Robocobra Quartet. Um, yeah, um, so this song is entirely taken from a, a Sunday Times article called From Hyperbaric Oxygen Chambers to Human Chargers. Welcome to the Re- uh, Wellness Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris himself said, there's a song by the fall called Dr. Book's Letter where Marky Smith reads out an interview by Pete Tong. And there's a beautiful absurdity to it. So I thought I should just repeat this article verbatim as it didn't need any fictionalizing at all. And I think it's a really smart way of uh, of doing something like this as well. Uh, and it's so, I actually, I had so much fun reading this article. Now, Varsity is behind a paywall, but it did, for the first time I opened it, I was able to read it. Mm. I going to read out some of the things, a few things that uh, caught my eye from the article. Um, so this is what people say. Um so this is so these are three or four different influencers or like wellness people who people who are one thing uh the first thing i do is scrape my tongue using a copper tongue scraper to get rid of the toxins that accumulate overnight Um, after dinner we chill i have a sweet tooth so i might have a square of dark chocolate always 60 to 80 percent that fucking square of dark chocolate now you've no <laughs> idea you'd what no that idea. means oh yeah i give my body which has 7.5 percent fat just enough food for energy Eating is for fuel. I'm strict as hell 90% of the time, but relax the other 10% of the time. Oh, good Once a week, you. I'll eat chips and have a drink, usually a Negroni, which is the most ketogenic-friendly alcoholic drink other than <laughs> clean vodka, or a gin and tonic. I only cook dinner at home once a week. On Saturdays, I follow my hyperbaric oxygen therapy with a magnesium and amino acid intravenous drip treatment. <laughs> I watch an episode of something that adds value to my life or a Breaking Bad type drama. I only watch half the episode, no more. As I feel, as we only have to live, we only live once and you've got to make the most of things and not waste your life in front of the TV. So Yeah, that's quality time you could be getting like magnesium drips put into your arm, Brian Thomas or whatever the fuck it is. Um, Exactly, yeah. On on this, right, obviously I'm incredibly triggered by everything you just said, um, but also um, I have... Uh, recently discovered a brilliant, brilliant newsletter um, by a woman called uh, Jessica Defino. You might remember she went viral recently um, when she she wrote a, th- a thread on Twitter about how she used to work for the Kardashians on their app and oh, was right, like yeah, re- yeah. really, really badly treated and so on. Um, back when Kim Kardashian was saying, nobody wants to work anymore. Everyone needs to get up and fucking work. Um, but anyway, she has a newsletter called The Unpublishable um, and she's a beauty industry um, critic and is very, very honest about the fact that we don't need skincare. We don't need all, all this crap. But she has a couple of... Um, poems I guess uh, in, in her newsletter there's one called disappearing soon which is just uh, lines from emails that she re- that she received during Earth Week which was in I think April of this year um, and like I'll, I'll, I'll read a small bit from it um, happy Friday and happy Earth Day are you working on any product roundup, roundups 
Scientists warn that humanity has only a handful of years left to prevent irreversible and catastrophic damage from climate change. And Earth Day beauty might be the answer to help drought-stricken countries. There's no better time to swap out the lip balm you're currently using and unearth the beauty within lipsticks and eco-friendly tubes. And it kind of goes on like that, where, where she like stitches together all of these emails, where on the one hand, it's like, you know, the IPC, the IPCC reports saying like we have this many years left to live and we need to like, you know, cut down on our plastic drastically. And then the other side of it being like beauty industry people being like, we've got a new eco tube for our lip gloss or whatever it is. And it's mm. absolutely brilliant. I really, really recommend subscribing to it. I'm I'm just on the free subscription and I get loads of stuff from her. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know her or anything. I just discovered her through that um, through that thread. But yeah, that song really reminded me of it in kind of, you know, in form. And uh, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. It's very good. Lovely. Lovely. We might put like a link to that. it. I'll, I'll, I'll send okay. the link to you and we can put it in the in the description thingy. Great. I'm going to I'm going to sign up right now. Do. Very good. Um, yeah, I just I, it's I got a. I got a bit of a kick out of that. Like mm. at some point between meetings, I tried to have a shot of activated art charcoal. They sell it at a pret now. Hmm, we're so blessed in Britain. So that's in the song. Uh, and then as you know, what about 9am when I arrived at the office, I fist bump every member of the team, 15 in total. <laughs> it's like, imagine being that person. God. Anyway. Like you've no oh, idea funny... what like the square of dark chocolate, like the holes that the, if I want to treat, I'll have one square of dark chocolate like that has been pushed on women for like the past decade within like wellness and fitness and like all of that. It's just, yeah, it's just, I love the guy. There's a guy actually, the guy that talks about the Breaking Bad drama and he's like, I only watch half the episode. He's like, why "Why bother? Why bother? He's like, life's too short, like to watch an episode of Breaking Bad. No, it's not. It's one of the best television shows. Like, why are you so sad? You know, it's. Oh, Why are you so sad? I feel really man. sad for these people, but also I don't. Um, yeah. More. more yeah. Much it's more weird. It's I weird don't. and funny. But they made a great. Robocobra Quartet made a great a, a song out of it. Very so funny sure song out works, of it. I right? like that. Yeah. Very fair play good. to them. Very They're good. playing soon, I think, are they? I think I think um, I saw that in my in my inbox. I'm, I might be talking. Uh, they announced. Yeah, they. They are definitely they definitely announced the Belfast gig this week. Oh now, right, so they are playing soon. Which oh, it's I Belfast. Yeah. Now. Empire Tell Music Hall, seventh of October, seventeenth of September in Wheelands. That's when yeah. they're playing. So um, you can see them there. Cool. Well, that's all of our tracks for this week that we're recommending and albums as well. So if you want to listen back to anything, there's a Spotify playlist called "Songs Played on the Nine Nine Podcast," and you can find all of the songs that's exactly that says in the tin in the last six months or so, um, or since I started that playlist, whenever that was. Um, mm. There's a lot of them. So actually, maybe it goes back to this time last year, you know, May last year. Yeah. So the, all the way back to the Enya episode, nearly a year ago. So there you go. yeah, great. Um, you can check that out. So what else has been going on, Andrea? Any other any other things to you've been uh, enjoying that yeah. aren't uh, music related? I have a few things. Um, I've watched two films, um, one of which I know you've definitely seen and one you maybe haven't. I don't know. Uh, the first is 24-Hour Party People. Um, mm, yeah, I watched that recently. I don't know if you know this little film called 24-Hour Party People, <laughs> but it's very good. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's like people have been telling me to watch it for years and I've been like, yeah, yeah, okay, I will. Um, and then I did and it was just... And what just, made you finally commit to it? Um, 
Harry and I were just talking about the Happy Mondays and he was like, oh, you have to watch 24 Hour Party People. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought in my head that it would be really grim. Um, I didn't I didn't actually think it was going to be a comedy. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I thought it would be like yeah. this really because obviously like, you know, the story and like it's the the rise and fall of a whole musical community. And but like from that very first scene. He, so Harry put it on. He was like, just watch the opening scene. And obviously it's um, it's Steve Coogan in the uh, about to do the air air kite sailing thing, thing yeah. air kite thing. And I was just hooked from then and I was like, right, fuck it, we'll watch the whole thing. And I really loved it. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was so clever and really smart and at times really moving. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, it didn't it didn't like make funny things that ought not to be made funny, but other things were just great. And then I just yeah, I've I've just fallen down this rabbit hole now of just like listening to the Happy Mondays loads and listening to Joy Division and yeah, no, it's great. Um, and then sort sort of tangentially, um, uh, we watched um, the film Good Vibrations. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, the Terry Hooley one. Yeah. So I didn't That's even know good, yeah. of this film's existence. Um, it's got Adrian Dunbar in quite a questionable wig. I will say the wigs are not good in this film, um, but the film is excellent. Um, I think it came out in 2013. It's set in Belfast. Um, it follows the opening of a record shop called Good Vibrations. And um, yeah, in, in the 1970s, in the midst of the Troubles, uh, Terry Hooley opens this shop and starts to um, sign underground kind of uh, punk bands to his label which he has like no money no experience like it's he's he's really he's 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 out here on a promise um but it's really moving like that that scene where um you know he he they record uh, the undertones teenage kicks and that ama- that like one of the best moments in music history um is it being played uh, twice in a row on um on uh, John Peel's show where he, he just says, I'm going to do something I've never done before and I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to play it again. And then it just kicks in again. That moment in the film, I was, I was in fits. Like I was, I really, I really broke down. Like that song will make me cry anyway. Cause I just think it's like one of the best songs ever written. Um, but yeah, it is. It's, it's a really wonderful film, full of great performances, very funny, very poignant. Um, and I don't know. Would this be a spoiler? Oh, the film came out in 2013. Can I do a spoiler? Yeah, skip forward. Really... Do the 15 second skip forward if, if you don't want to hear this. But what I really liked about it was that it was a film set in the Troubles, set in Belfast, and nobody in the immediate cast who we get to know dies. Um, they're not yeah. shot. They're not killed in a in like a you know. There's no there's no like major violent episode that. Um, which would be a kind of an easy thing to do in a film like that. And I, and I like that they didn't do that. I like that it was the, the, the troubles were definitely the troubles informed the, the kind of the, the environment that they were in and obviously the music that was being made. But I like that they didn't take that kind of easy emotional route to kind of, you know, hit you in the heartstrings and, and they do it, they do it in other ways. Um, I really respected that. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, 
yeah, those those are my two films. I've seen TV and books, but have you have you watched any films that you've liked this month? Um, I have. I have watched Twenty Four Hour Preview not too long ago, and it was did great. you? Yeah, I, and I actually, so as a result, I played, I think it was maybe January, I played, the, you know, the, when they're in the club, and I think it's Mike Pickering or whatever it is from Hacienda is playing, there's a Hallelujah, Happy Mondays track, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, as because I watched that film, I, I, I played that tune, obviously, during the last few months, because I was like, this is great, I haven't heard this in ages, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, other than that, what have I watched? Uh, the Third Man was uh you know the Orson Welles film or Orson Welles starring film Carol mm. film from what year is that um 1948 has a very famous song in it as well which is played by uh, the theme song which is a uh, uh, Anton Karas an Austrian zither player um yeah it's a really good movie um it still does stand up very Film noir. Um, mm. uh, You'd Joseph watch Cotton Orson Welles well. just like stand there reading out the phone book, though, wouldn't you? Like, he just had the, like that yeah, face. He's great like, it's just, yeah. oh, he's amazing. Yeah. So iconic. Great stuff, that is. And mm. uh, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I've mostly been watching TV, I think, at the moment, though. Okay. TV shows. Um, uh, Atlanta season three. Is yes, you mentioned brilliant. last week you were saying you were enjoying it. it yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's a mix between the stories and the anthology, these once-off anthology episodes. But every episode on the third season has been addressing race in some way, uh, mm. either in a big way, like talking about what would happen if reparations were, were brought in uh, uh, in America uh, if, you were, if you found out your ancestors were slave owners and all this kind of stuff. So that's been really interesting. Mm. And then the, the race comes into it in a big way in the urn and paperboy episodes where they're on tour in uh, London or in Europe. Oh man, I forgot about like paperboy so and that whole strand of that show. Like, oh yeah, I really miss those characters. Yeah. Is, is, um, what's his name? Um, oh, Darius L- L- Lakeith Stanfield. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all Is he, yeah, is he yeah. in it? Yeah. Cause um, he's, he's gotten really big since then. Yeah. Like he's been in like major roles. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's, he's still Atlanta. playing the kind of uh, spaced out, friend as well he's, he's brilliant there's a brilliant episode set in i think it's in budapest and uh paperboy gets his phone stolen and and, and they go around and keep, it's like a little whodunit it's brilliant okay it's brilliant. Uh, yeah really well oh watching. i'm back in atlanta's uh, so funny it's one of those shows that like i absolutely like i was gripped by absolutely loved when it was on but if you ask me like what any of the like yeah. plots were I don't remember it's it's like it's sometimes it's much more of a mood piece but just when you said paperboy there it all kind of came flooding back to me he's such the a invisible good character card. remember the invisible card yeah episode? yeah yeah or the crocodile episode um, yeah weird it's, shit. it's like it's a bit surreal it always played with the surreal and I think it continues to do that here um, mm. but then the standalone anthology episodes have episodes which just do not feature the characters at all um, okay. so but they might they're set in that world yeah. uh the other show i really enjoyed was severance i watched season one of that that's the adam scott show uh completed that uh really enjoyed it it's kind of a uh, it's like thriller kind of like what's going on here all these people i think i may have mentioned it before already so yes i won't yeah. go too much into it but i've been really enjoying john Turturro's in it as well um good show uh enjoying that and then better call Saul is back for its final season which is in two parts and I've watched all four episodes so far. I'm I'm well in on this. Yeah. Um and episode three in particular was uh was a great one. 
Yeah. It's just always, think, it's always so well written. It's always so well it. done. Mm, um, yeah. Because, because I like, they're going to have a break, obviously, between the, break. the two. I don't want to get to the break mm. and then have to wait. And be like, oh. So I think, I think I'm just going to be an absolute child with a bag of sweets about it and just wait and yeah. then binge it all at the end. But It's um, kind of been nice to warm up the old brain farm of uh, what it was, what the story was. Because, you know, yeah. like, it's, again, you're like, what happened in that? I know I what know. the arc is, but like I couldn't really remember because it'd been yeah. it had been two and a half years since I last saw Better Call Saul, you know? Mm. So it was like, okay, what has happened in this show again? Like, I saw so, yeah, somebody on Twitter make a really good point. I hope I have this the right way around. They said that Breaking Bad was a show about morals and Better Call Saul is a show about ethics. And I thought that was yeah. really clever and really on the money because obviously we know what happens to Saul and we know that there are characters in Better Call Saul who aren't in Breaking Bad um Kim for example like I've no idea what's going to happen with her I think do you know what it is I'm putting it off because I don't want anything bad to happen to Kim (laughs) I'm just absolutely terrified and like obviously I know Jimmy's not going to die in the last episode or anything but it's just there's this sort of like it's beautiful, really. It's it, it's it's like a there's an inevitability about what happens with Jimmy's character, and while obviously we all loved him in in Breaking Bad, and he like you know stole the show in 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 the episodes that he was a, like a really major player in, like the the work that they did in making us really really love him in Better Call Saul, it's it's made me actually really reluctant to kind of see the end of it play out and just Mm. see this inevitable decline where he just becomes this like shell clown of a man just doing these horrible things mixed up in all this awful stuff and it's like you're watching it knowing there's no redemption and it's such an interesting way to watch a show like that like obviously there's been tons of prequels before but a prequel with a character who's so reprehensible, who you're forced yeah. to love in the prequel. Like, it's so, so clever. Um, yeah, I want those guys to just write tons more shows. They don't have to be in the Breaking Bad universe, but I just think like, like, yeah. And I prefer Better Call Saul to, to Breaking Bad, I think. And I think that's that's part yeah, of Yeah, I think I do as well. Although, you know, it does get sometimes a bit too into the weeds of the ethics of it because it is about, mm. you know, lawyers as well. Oh, well, I love all know, that, uh, though. Like, I love I love a courtroom yeah. drama. I love it. But it's great because he, he's never he's rarely in court, actually. He, he's mostly mm. just up to something. <laughs> he's just up, up to something is exactly it he's a little scamp and yeah. and i'm so sad that we're gonna have to see him go from being a little scamp to like an, an ethically repugnant human being and that's yeah that makes me really sad <laughs> i don't think it's gonna get much worse even and that's not a spoiler like you know I no mean, no he, but he, as in like his his story then will follow into the breaking bad years as we know yeah and, yeah and he does some, yeah. does some dodgy shit then but um yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to watch it, but I'm also putting it off because of the inevitable. But I have been watching some television. Um, uh, Taskmaster, obviously, I've been watching that. That It's great this season. Ardlo Hanlon is very, very funny uh, on it. Bridget Christie is my favorite. Uh, she's just an absolute chaos fiend and her outfit's really cool. And I love her. Um, but the other show I've been watching and really enjoying is Julia. Um it's the HBO, oh, yeah. I think it's HBO, um, drama based on 
the career of uh, Julia Child, who was obviously this like larger than life character on uh, American television in the 1960s. She brought French cooking to um, American ma- the American masses, to housewives around the country, kind of learned to cook and learned to um, experience, you know, um, non-microwave meals and and get into the joy of cooking. And like if if the if that topic or you know if that doesn't interest you i i would really recommend just watching even a clip of sarah lancashire who plays julia child she was in a fantastic series that basically nobody watched called happy valley uh, a few years ago and she's my parents un- watched it <laughs> oh it's absolutely brilliant now i'd highly highly recommend it we my we watched it, it during during a break between line of duty seasons and it absolutely satiated that um that desire for good kind of just good drama around cops but she she was outstanding in that and I'm so so happy that she's really getting she's getting a, a really great role here with, with Julia Child but she is outstanding like it's so like Mer- Meryl Streep played Julia Child in um yeah, I was going to say Julian Julia. Julia. And, Julia. Um, and Streep did an amazing job, but she did an impression, you know, like, and and her Julia Child was definitely, it had, like, she had moments of pathos within that film, but it was definitely more comedic. Where Sa- yeah. Sarah Lancashire is just, like, she's so believable and, like, not, not, a, not a gesture, not a syllable out of place, so believable as Julia, but it's not a character caricature it's not an impression she just she just embodies her and she makes you absolutely fall in love with her it's brilliant um yeah and two actors from Frasier are in it um Niles and Lilith the actors who play both of those uh people who both their names is and uh, no what's mm. what's Lilith's real name she has a fantastic it's like baby something uh Lilith from Frasier what's her name um Baby Newworth. Baby Newworth. What a name. It's just such a good name. Um, and David. Oh my God. I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. As, as you know, I was talking about great names this week on the Discord, Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, Baby's definitely in there. Um, uh, David Hyde Pierce. So the two of them are in it um, as Julia's husband and best friend. And it's just, do you know what it is? It's like, it's a hug in a show. Like, it is definitely overly sentimental and at times quite cheesy, but it's also really beautiful. I'd say people who liked... Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel will like it, um, mm. but also it's just a really nice like drama that doesn't ask ask too much of you, but gives you very beautiful costumes and set designs and very believable performances. We've been loving it here, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. Okay, very good. Um, um, have you any books? Like that? Uh, um, I have a no, couple I'm of just books. reading this woman's work actually at the moment. That's it. Um, which I'm enjoying a lot, but not finished great. yet. Catching up on my New Yorkers, which is always the problem. <laughs> oh yeah. But I any I any good pieces to recommend? Um, yeah, there's plenty. There was one about a uh, a serial killer, like kind of celebrity whose story unraveled. Um, it was a bit of a strange story. Okay. Uh, 
I'm reading one about renewable energy. There's loads of stuff. It's always cool. good. Look, the New Yorker is brilliant. Anyone, yeah. I would always recommend a subscription. I paused to my New Yorker subscription. Fifty something episodes a, a year or something. Or yeah. 50 issues a year or whatever. So it's just really hard to catch up with everything. But you just can't read everything. I Kevin paused Barry's my New Yorker the, subscription the and got a London Review of Books subscription, um, which I really like. But I think I'm, I think I'm ready to go back to the New Yorker now. Um, I try to just like because they're not. They they cost money, so I'm not going to do both. But um, one they're yeah. they're very nice to kind of come in. Um, yeah, like I've had a, a news books. agent just sold New Yorker. Uh, I know. Yeah, and either one, you could just go down and buy one. But like, yeah, it, well, because it's like the shipping and everything, and um, it's so much more expensive. So yeah, I try to do just kind of one or the other. But I have two books to recommend. Um, one, I'm just I'm very I uh, know I'll, I'll I'll do this one first. So this is uh, Trouble by. Maurice Gowan. I don't know if I'm it, like Irish surname. I'm just never sure how to pronounce G A U G H A N. She is a um, Irish but living in London comedian. She wrote this memoir called Trouble, and it is just it's absolutely outstanding. It's one of I, I put it up on my my Instagram saying that it was one of the best texts on addiction and growing up with a um a parent who is an addict that I've ever read it's really really wonderful she writes brilliantly on kind of teenage girldom her struggles in school it's like it's a memoir about her and her dad and the impact that her father's alcoholism and mental illness had on her growing up her comedy career like it's not mentioned once that she's a comedian like it's not it's not an autobiography. It's 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 funny, but it's not comedic. Do you know, it's not a it's not a comedian's memoir. It's just a woman's memoir who's been through a lot and she has lived a life. I think she's only 30 or 29. Um, and I read it in one sitting like I, I think it was like Saturday or Sunday. I sat down and just read it cover to cover. It's gripping. It's absolutely gripping. Brilliantly written. Cannot recommend it enough. One of the best memoirs I've, I've ever, ever read. And gorgeous cover look at that well that's like the the arc but like that but with the title on it there absolutely brilliant like really can't recommend it enough i think i have a review of it in the business post magazine this sunday i think either this sunday or next sunday so if you want to read that you can and then my other book recommendation um is so do you remember niall i read a book called beach read about a year and a half ago (laughs) And I came on the podcast and I was like, Niall, I have a rom-com and I'm very happy and giddy. And so I'm back on my rom-com bullshit, basically. Emily Henry, who's like, you know, the modern queen of these books. Um, she wrote Beach Read. She wrote, uh, what was the other one she wrote? People We Meet on Vacation. And now she's written a book called Book Lovers. Came out yesterday. I'm halfway through it. And it's just, yeah, it's the same old thing. It's enemies to lovers. It's, you know, people who work in like the publishing world and they fall in love and then they kiss and it's great. It's really great so far. I really like the characters. If anyone out there is a fan of Emily Henry or like um, just any of those like Casey McQuiggan, I think is her name. Just any of those modern like rom-com writers, please send an email to 
podcast at nylonline.com and just talk to me about it because I have like one other person in my life. My friend Annalena is like the only other person who reads these books with me and I need to widen my circle. But anyway, that's out and it's great. And they're going to do kissing. (laughs) (laughs) I got very giddy. Okay, well, there's plenty to sink your teeth into there. It's a lovely evening here. I think we will sail off into the sun um, for I'm going to sail off into the selling sunset that's what I'm going to do yeah. much, much like last week I am once again going to my neighbor's house to drink wine play with the puppy and watch selling sunset so great it's good, it's good vibes all Champions around here League semi-final you ah, good luck ha- to the team happy Wednesday happy Wednesday <laughs> who's, good luck who's to the in sports. the Champions League the sports League is the winner really semi-final it's a game of two halves uh yeah, I'm going to look forward to that. Sorry, did you ask me something? Yeah, who's in the Champions League semi-final? I don't even know. Uh, don't last night was anymore. Liverpool and Villarreal. Liverpool won and tonight is Chelsea and Real Madrid, which was a, an absolutely insane game last time, two weeks ago. So okay. uh, the second leg should troll up something very interesting. I will really be up for Real Madrid. I hope Real Madrid win. Me too. Hey. Me too. Um, yeah. Because while I don't watch football anymore... I still hate Chelsea. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's Man. Did I say Chelsea? I said I should have said oh. Man City. I do oh, well then, like, yeah, even worse, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want two English teams in the final. It'll just definitely not. That's boring. Um, yeah, no, they're only playing each other enough this year. So uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, like that's the Champions. League. Like, do you want to see Liverpool and? Uh, Man City play each other? No, snooze. No, they played each other twice in the last like month. Yeah, boring. And they're one and two for the title at the moment. So yeah. we'll see. I think it'll be way more interesting and uh, potentially more uh, dramatic to have those two, Real mm. and Liverpool. Anyway, what am I doing talking about sports? <laughs> we never talk about sports. We never talk about All right. sports. Okay. Thanks for listening this far, an hour and a half in. All right. We're going patreon.com forward slash Nyler9, podcast at Nyler9.com. Very My cool. favorite album with Andrea Cleary returns next week, episode one next week. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is, but keep an eye out on your social feeds next Wednesday. We love Lovely. you. Goodbye. All of that information is in the show notes. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>